Climb Digital, episode number 53. Hi, it's Bernie Goldbach, Top Goat on Good Social Networks, here with me during the COVID-19 social isolation period with the Content Management Systems module at the Limerick School of Art and Design. The uh, things I wanted to talk about are actually on a little rundown list. One question I have as, as an overhead question is a requirements to pass and then current grade. I am asking for feedback about the migration to Pantheon. And I'm also looking for how you might use an RSS feed reader to listen to not only the dev site that you set up, but to the other dev site. So those are the four big questions. So if the other two guys join us, well, then we can have these discussions. I want to try to wrap it up by half past the hour. Okay. Then do it again the following Monday and do it again. So we cover at least, we get at least four topics covered in a quick discussion. And then you know where to look for the raw material. Marvin, you here? Yes, I am. But I need a coffee beforehand. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gary's not here. Frank, where's your water? I don't know it's really you until I see that. Water. Can you see the group chat link? Can you see it on your app or your, your uh, system? There's a group chat. I have that, yeah. See if that link works. Because uh, I just I, I made it into a short link before we started. And if it does, and you can see the rundown, that's good. And then what I want to do is get into a little bit of a discipline and have people who want to add to a rundown do it over on the class notebook. Uh, and then I also want to hold myself to the requirement to make sure that I can cover all the main topics because it's just, as a distilled version, this thing is worthwhile. If people can rewind it and actually know that they're kind of studying or, or at least it's relevant to some, some exam marks. Okay. And the, the final exam will be done online? I don't know. I do know this. I will give you a mechanism to see all the questions on the final exam through Socrative. So you'll you'll take one Socrative and it'll deal with Pantheon or migration. Another Socrative, it'll deal with RSS syndication and sharing. Another, so I'll break down through Socrative. If I were going to answer the exam question, then the main threads that are in the Socrative practice test would be relevant to what you would write in a final exam exam uh, setting. Okay, so Marvin, a question for you. I, you're muted, so I'm going I'm to unmute you. So question for you, Marvin, is do you know the requirements to pass the module? Uh, 40 marks. <laughs> okay. 40 marks overall module. And are you good? I have 42 marks. All right. So, Frank, well, what I want to do is make sure everyone is well north of 40 marks. The max you can have going into the final would be 60 marks. It's a 60-40 assessment process now. Okay, based so on... I was going through all the labs and everything just to, to make sure I have as much done as I can I can do now. So, if there's anything yeah. like that that you can tell me that I could, I could do um, to get myself to, to the, the 40 marks. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that feedback on uh, Moodle. And when I don't, 
when you need to kind of either just bug me about it or suggest what you've done already and I just got to go back and upmark it. Okay. And Marvin, I have two other main things that was in the rundown. One is just a quick statement from yourself about the migration to Pantheon in two or three sentences, say it. Uh, a statement about how you might listen to the website or any site that offers RSS feeds. So I'd like to know that if you have a feed reader or a mechanism by which to listen to a website through syndication, how you do it. Then if you want to make comments for the next one of these Zoom sessions, how, how to do it. It's in the class notebook. If uh, Gary can't join us or Raphael can't join us, they need to know where to look for this. Putting this up on Moodle and also putting it up into a subscription zone. Behind me, you might see a wall that I have uh, unpainted. That's something I'm going to try to do. Uh, and so as you watch this over the next few weeks, theoretically, the, this kitchen I'm in ought to become more pleasant. So Frank, can you give me a few statements about Pantheon, either as a CMS or as an ease of use concern um, related to how it was with Black Knight and TypePad? So Pantheon... As a service, what you've done with it and how you migrate to it. So uh, what we did was we downloaded the uh, HTML file from Blackmail, which had all the posts in there. And then we were able to actually view the HTML code and we were able to see um, different posts that were in the code. And then we were able to transfer them uh, onto Pantheon using the blocks. So like you give it a title, give it the body, and then you can set a featured image as well um, and the permalink and get the post set up then on, on from, the, from the HTML code that's downloaded. Marvin, for you, can you give me your Pantheon perspective? Um, yeah, sure. Um, migrating our WordPress to Pantheon or migrating Pantheon itself to the dev website? Whichever, limit your comment to about two and a half minutes. Either one, reach out. Okay. Um, Migrating to Pantheon from Black Knight was, to a certain extent, a, uh, a disappointment for me because I found that Black Knight had a very, very visual admin menu, hosting menu. You were very, very easily found your way around. And uh, I found ever, ever since we switched to Pantheon, everything has been working less easily. Uh, we don't wow. have, We haven't been able to move the domain names uh, typing death minus pa uh, pantheon site dot io is always quite a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, moving over to WordPress was very simple. Uh, as Black Knight offered a instant WordPress import, mm -hmm. um, which was very yeah, it was very easily set up. Uh, I feel though it runs it runs definitely smoother than Black Knight did but their interface for the hosting panel is way more complicated and uh, seems to be working less well. Wow. Yeah, people I know who are in this space, they, they find Pantheon quicker because they can push and commit con content to it. So they're GitHubers, 
and they're used to quickly making content locally on a local machine through GitHub and then pushing directly up. So maybe that's the use case. You're starting from literally an HTML use case to where you're creating content locally and viewing it through the browser, through refreshing it. Uh, some other high-end administrators use a different mechanism because they're used to the GitHub mechanism and they find Pantheon more native to that process. But that's interesting. The guy, Michele Nalon, who runs Black Monday, would be really keen to hear your perspective about the long URL. That long URL collapses to what you're used to seeing uh, just simply or opencoffee.ie when you buy the full service with Pantheon. Yes, when when you buy the full service, but basing basing a hosting name, a hosting domain, mm -hmm. the accessibility that comes with that and the ease of using it, um, if you bind that to a paid monthly subscription service, yeah. like Pantheon does, it kind of turns me off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good point. point. No, I'm, I'm glad we did the migration across three different platforms because it shows three different use cases from early 2000s on on movable type, that was Typepad, Typepad to mid to late 2000s with the bog standard WordPress. It's iterated five major times since then to what you're doing now on Pantheon, which is actually WordPress through another f mechanism, through another dashboard, which in your mind makes it difficult to see exactly what you're doing with content blocks or with plugins and things like that. So Marvin, since I have, your, uh, have you spotlighted here, can you describe to me what you know about RSS or news feeds? And then if you are using some kind of feed system, what it is by name or by app? I, I don't. Okay. So do you know the concept of really simple syndication? What, what that is or why it exists? I, I understand the splicing of RSS feeds and that you're pushing it into your own feed that you create yourself mm -hmm. uh, to only get the news that you have subscribed to. Right. By yourself. Uh, but... I, I haven't tried yet. <laughs> okay, I want to I want to give uh, credit both in the term of CA and in an exam for this concept because it's a high level business intelligence service. So if you had a bunch of clients like right now, if one of my clients was anything to do with Clonmel business or Tipperary Chamber. And I wanted to listen to people who were talking about Clonmel or Feather, Nina, Flirless, and places like that. I can set up these specialized search functions that then go down into an RSS subscription platform. And I can get alerts based on what the app lets me do. So pushing directly to my phone right now is anything about COVID-19 Ireland. That happens only because I was able to find a string of HTML that lets me listen to people talking or sharing imagery or writing about or tweeting about COVID-19. And I think it's pretty interesting because if you're 
responsible for somebody who thinks they're affected and you wanted to actually try to figure out where the greatest stress points were for the hospital or for the testing centers, the COVID-19 Ireland feed I have would give me really good intelligence about where to go. So that's possible only because I've aggregated all the signals about COVID-19 Ireland into this RSS feed reader and I get the result. So what I'm saying is, as a way of measuring or managing content, you have to either offer something like your WordPress site with an RSS feed that sends out a signal. And then you have to, in the situation you're in now, be able to subscribe to that and see what kind of signal you're putting out, what kind of content you're putting out. And then if you have that framework in mind, you can easily apply that same framework to any other online platform through which you're managing the content through feed syndication. So I, it would be handy to know that you can at least listen to the signals being pushed out from podskills.net and opencoffee.ie using the dev uh, URLs as the RSS feed and, and see what's happening, see what's percolating out on the back of that. Because what I'm going to do in the next few weeks is I'm going to add content to those feeds and then you'll see stuff pushing out. So the first thing that's going to push out if you have a spliced feed is you're going to start noticing imagery. So you'll notice imagery, for example, from this online session that's going to go out in both Open Coffee and podskills.net. Because we're actually doing here is we're doing a virtual Open Coffee and we're also using audio, a form of podcasting, to push out content. So that'll appear in the feed splicer if you can make the feeds splice together. So Marvin, while, while I have you on Spotlight, can you tell uh, Frank what you did to splice this feed together? Because you, you, I think you've done it. You've made the RSS feed already, haven't you? So Marvin, can you tell us how you spliced that RSS feed? No, I have not done that yet. You haven't done it? Okay. No. Do you remember where the instructions are for it? I have uh, my feed from uh, podskills.net. Right. The Depress site by Pantheon, uh, which was literally slash feed. Right. It shows me, but I have not yet found a way to read it out for me. Okay, you need an app. So there are free news feed apps. So Feedly is one. I use Feedly and I use Eno Reader, the INO Eno Reader. That I think it's a paid one. Feedly is free to a certain number of feeds. And there's a bunch of others. So if you go into Google Play, you go into IO, the App Store, and you look up like RSS News Reader, you'll find these options there. So it is a, it is a simple jump the hoop, grab a reader put the RSS feed in for the two sites, for the open coffee and for pod skills and see what happens. So that gets you the feed reader. How about the feed splicing? Do you know that option, how to do that? Not yet. Okay, I'm gonna kick over. I'm kind of busy with other assignments. Oh, okay. Frank, would you be able to grab, and at least for the next month, download and use a feed reader on the phone or on your computer yeah i can absolutely do that um i can go and get feedly um but when you're you're saying to use feedly is is that to to share your posts 
like through the RSS feed or are you linking, as you were saying, other other people's content now, like COVID-19, what you were saying? It's up to you. The basic thing I would like to do is see that you know how to use a system on the server side to expose a feed, which you've done already, and then how to grab that feed on your own. And when you grab the feed, make it happen so that it shows up in a feed reader and then grab that feed and maybe as a screen capture and say, here's what I've done. This is what it looks like when I'm reading my own feed. Then if you want to add more things to that Feedly, if you want to add, a say, a fitness site or Gary Vaynerchuk stuff, or you want to add a trending video feed that I think YouTube sometimes expects. So just to show that you, you're, you're doing that. It's pretty simple. High-end services like Feedly can actually auto-detect. It's in the head element of the, the, the site or the service. It tells the crawler or the feed aggregator what to grab as a or as a um, URL, and then it parses the content it finds there. Related to certain content, is it like when you're saying like tell it what to grab, like related to certain content? Yeah, and what I'm doing with you guys is I'm having you expose your content in the text, the the topic title, the text, and the image that's in the post, and then I'm asking you to splice together both that feed from your site to a an image feed on Flickr and then watch how that composite comes together because most companies will pay you to write, to develop, to write, to produce audio or to produce video or to produce a photo stream, then to take elements of that content and to share it across to other places. So when you can splice together all the elements that you're doing for the client, it's a, it's a more potent billable or, or a more sophisticated demonstration of what you're able to do as a, as a developer or a web design agency or as a content uh, producer. Because your splice brings everything together for the client to see and say, wow, that's cool. Not only do I see the written stuff about advisories, about where the specials are on or the nutrition tips to follow, but I can also see like, you, the developer that's that's putting all this stuff together and flowing it in, in into my feed. So just to back up, get Feedly or something like that. And then I would like to see it as uh, maybe a screen cap or something to say, here's what I'm what I'm doing with the content. And we're using Feedly then through open coffee. Yeah. I wish what I'll do is I'll I'll go back to these show notes, this rundown. And so here's four different feed readers you could use. Uh, some people I know bring their feeds into Outlook. So they're using their inbox in their Outlook client to read feeds. That might be an option as well. So what basically, what exactly is the purpose of Feedly that it actually does that, that we can't do manually? Feedly gives you a quick way of looking at content you wish to see in a news feed, like uh, Marvin was saying that you've nominated. So in your case, you're nominating your own website and you're trying to see what your content looks like if it aggregates into a place where some power user wants to see you 
in without the ads, without any kind of special treatment on the side of your website. So what generally comes in is only what the content management system has pushed out. The words, the image, the enclosures, which might be an embed frame. So some of the ads sometimes come across. The emphasis is on somebody being able to say, uh, like you, to say, okay, I built my website. I have content that's going out there. And now what I want to see is what actually published to the global ecosystem. Because if it's not readable by a feed reader, chances are there's some kind of problem that is inside your CMS. That's one reason why I want to want to do it. That why I want to show you why to do that. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Does Does the other person use Feedly? The other person could use Feedly. They could use their Outlook inbox if they set it up as a way of reading feed. They could use the service I call that I use called Eno Reader to see it. Each of these feed readers, some, for a paid model. Each of these feed readers allow you to extract premium functionality. So in the case of InnoReader, I can ask it. InnoReader is like Feedly, Feedly, except on steroids. So I can ask InnoReader, hey, what I want you to do is when you see COVID-19 and Tipperary, send it to me as a text message. So not only does it come up inside of the aggregator, but it goes right to the top of my screen because I'm telling I'm telling the reader, if it's COVID-19 and temporary, chances are it's a big deal. Something's occurred. A new testing center, potentially an ICU unit collapse or something that needs to be on TIPFM or in the nationalist or needs to safeguard me. So each of the readers has either a simple way to see your feed, which Feedly does, or if you pay for it, Feedly probably allows you to change your content around so you can see stuff stacked into folders and then even share out from those folders over to your Facebook or over to your Instagram or other places like that. So on the first go, the aggregator is simply there, the Feedly, in your case, it's just simply there to see, can you get a pulse from the web content you put up? The pulse should be what you posted. It, it comes to Feedly. That means it's going to the world because it's Feedly uses standard ping services, they're called. Uh, the standard push content comes out. It's like Anchor for content. Yeah, and just like Anchor, you have nominated who you want to hear or read feedly basic is like that but like anchor won't let you push content so that it goes to your google nest mini or to your alexa speaker as a newsflash if it would be possible to code anchor to do that but right now it doesn't that doesn't allow you so that that's going kind of deep into the concept of feed syndication what you need to know is how do you define syndication and what's it, what's it mean? Uh, the definition technically is you're putting content into XML in a certain way that other people can hear or view. WordPress does that for you. And then 
you're setting it up so that there can be some form of data that goes to a free aggregator that people can look at. And that's what Feedly's doing. Okay? Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good, yeah. Gary, did you join uh, after we were asking a few questions? So just let me uh, let me know whether you can see the rundown list of topics. We covered an overhead question of, do you know what you need to pass the module? Uh, do you know what your current grade is? I was asking people an overhead question, question, could they meet up from 11 to 11.35 on Mondays? If so, that's good. If you want to add content to it, to this flow, could you do it through the class notebook inside the collaboration space? And then there are two questions I want to make sure you know are relevant to the final. One is, can you describe the migration from one backend CMS to another, to a third, and cite what you were using? In this case, TypePad, WordPress on Black Knight, and WordPress on Pantheon. So the migration process, being able to describe it in a sophisticated way, I want to make sure you can do that. And finally, you, you heard a long uh, coverage of setting up feeds and reading the feeds. I can unmute you, Gary. Do you, do you have any questions for us? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, think I'm pretty, think I'm, uh, I'm okay with everything, everything that you explained there. Okay. What I am going to do is grab this audio, put it up on Moodle so you can rewind it if you want to. And if I have time, I'll throw in images that go with what we just talked about and, and links so you can go deep. So you have a link to Feedly, for example. You have a link to EnoReader. Well, I'm also interested in your social isolation skills. So can I do a quick whip around, start with you, Gary? Um, your tip for effective social isolation. My tip. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I, I've been doing is gardening. If I have a, very good. I've been doing is I've been doing is look doing things in my garden. <laughs> you should share this. Put a picture of your gardening up in the media writing group of Flickr. When you do that, the best stuff will end up being in people's splice feeds. Feeds. So you should do that. Okay, from you, Marvin, I need a tip from, or your, your observation about social isolation. Give me an idea here. I have two. Two, all right. Firstly, um, the, the thing that comes with social isolation is also actual social isolation, is being alone, is having time by yourself that you need to make sure not to lose contact with people. Okay. I, I've set up discords with all of my friends, very good. Uh, online from, from Germany to Ireland. Mm -hmm. And um, I meet them almost daily just to have a chat. Very good. Just to not feel as isolated as I could being blocked at home. So you actually haven't left home? I have not left home in a week. Oh, geez. I, I've been once for shopping, but that's that was a bad endeavor. I went to Tesco <laughs> and uh, I got shouted at a lot. <laughs> what, did you go at 8 o'clock in the morning? No, 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 no. Like I'm, I'm respecting the elderly shopping areas uh, okay. at the time, and uh, I, I've read up on them, so I'm, I'm not just barging into a store. Mm. But uh, we went in, and it's, it's currently quite the uh, people-heavy situation in the shops. 
and mm. the, uh, they have gotten one line before you get to the uh, the thing where you put your shopping on, and then yeah. they have one line behind the cachet, and they they shout you from one line to the other. It like we, we, I was stepping slightly over to put my stuff on on the on the rolling thing. And yeah. they're like, oh no, don't step over the line. And I'm like, my arms aren't that long. <laughs> I was at the time with my about five foot, five foot two girlfriend that could not reach the thing to put her stuff on. Wow. The um, pizza guy showed up because we did Domino's. And he said, where do you want me to put your pizza? And I said, well, just put it there in the middle of the street. <laughs> so he did and backed away so that's the world but frank can you match any of those experiences how are you handling this so yeah i've been i've been pretty much staying apart and i've been at home um for a while i had work at the weekend but um yeah that was just a check but apart from that i've been at home um the whole time i did go to the supermarket as well i went to tesco and yeah i experienced what marvin was talking about those lines i i was standing um, <sighs> at the end of the till and i wasn't sure like Am I allowed to put my stuff on the the, the uh, board where you're the till? And yeah. I was like, Am I allowed to put it on it? And then I put it on it. And then I, you have to, yeah, you have to be like called, like you have to wait. <laughs> and, uh, um, even at the self service desk, you have to like kind of reach out over and don't mm. get too close. Like, but uh, yeah, in, in terms of like um, staying at home for for long periods of time, I think if you try and look at the positives from it and, and try and realize that you have more time to to learn more more things and yep. to kind of reset everything i think um because when you're in college and you're busy at the weekend and stuff you can get into a kind of a a flow of, of going from a to b and and getting into such a strong routine but you have so much time at the moment you can kind of reset um to kind of take a, a, a an external view yep. of what you have been doing and try and figure out what you can improve on that Anybody have any question that they would like to raise? Do you want to, you can ask it. Otherwise, you can put it in that class notebook. There's a, you'll see a, a page for next week's Zoom session. Just throw it in there. One quick. Yeah, Marvin. Tip for staying at home for a very long time. Okay. Don't forget to get your time outside. <laughs> Because no matter if you're staying at home in isolation, you still need fresh air. You still need yeah. the sunshine. You still need to feel like a tree. Yeah, that's yeah. why we've been doing the gardening, some, gardening and the veggies and stuff. Mm. Actually. Some, some people don't have the option and it, it uh, makes me kind of sad. But like we have beautiful weather outside. We can, we can hang out. If you have a garden, the perfect spot and you stay in isolation and you stay healthy and don't infect anyone or get infected. Good one. I'll put up a picture of what we look like in the back garden. All right. This is all I wanted to cover with you guys. Appreciate you connecting up. Uh, try to get Raphael in the flow uh, at 11 o'clock next Monday if that works. She said she would be able to do it. Uh, I think the problem was only that Monday uh, when you're staying at home doesn't really yeah. mean thing anymore. I wasn't aware that it was Monday today. <laughs> I just woke up. Yeah, I kind of forgot the day, actually, that's, that's to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do appreciate your guys' time. It is Monday now. You can reset. I'll push it up as an audio clip to Moodle so Raphael can listen to what we were babbling about. 
And I'd like to see you guys next Monday at 11 if that works, okay? Okay, thanks, Thanks, Emil. And before we go, you can catch up with what we're doing, clongmeldigital.com, clongmeldigital, the hashtag of all good social networks. See you next week for another edition of the Clonmel Digital Podcast. Bye for now.